0: What up everybody, welcome back to the Two Views Podcast, we've been going for a while, y'all know what it is This is the podcast where we focus on uplifting the uh, society, Uh two different views, identical faces Alright, so thank y'all for joining us again today, I'm Dr. Davis here, Uh, glad to be with y'all again On my other side, I got KFG G uh, ready to rock with us, Dan, I'm gonna let him introduce our guest we have today Before I introduce my guest, I do want to say I'm the sexier of the two, so... You know, man, same face, a but a and rock man. steady looking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so but no, today, man, we're gonna talk about uh, a topic that's near and dear to me, and Keith Hart, um, um, because we're big football uh, guys and you know, we love college football. So we're gonna talk about a topic. We'll get to that. What that's gonna be in a minute, but I want to introduce y'all to Coach Charles. He's a wide receiver coach over at uh, the University of New Hampshire. Um, tells us up. So uh, say hi to the people, man. Say what's up.
1: Now, first, I want to say thank you, thanks to both of y'all having me on here. Uh, you guys do a tremendous job here, so I'm, I'm honored to be here. Um, coach Watkins, like like you said, Kev, wide receiver coach, University of New Hampshire. I just started here; literally got here at into end of, end of March, so hit the ground running. Uh, got, I'll say it was practice six or seven when I got here, um, and was able to finish it off with 15. And uh, got right into recruiting, and and now we're about to head into to fall camp. So, nice. uh, but yeah, I uh, previously was uh, before I got here, I was the running back coach at University of Saint Thomas. Was there for two years. Uh, last year we uh, we won the conference, the Pioneer Conference. Uh, that was my first D one job. Prior to that, I was uh, at Concordia Chicago. Divas a coordinator there uh, for two years. COVID being one of those years. I was the D.C. and uh, linebacker coach. Then I was the uh, corners coach, secondary coach. Um, And then prior to that, I was a a graduate assistant at Rutgers at the wide receiver position. So I play wide receiver. That's my passion. I played at uh, Duke University, uh, originally from Camden, New Jersey. So I'm glad to be back east coast and back in the wide receiver room.
0: Do he a dookie? No, no. Let y'all let y'all know how I, I met Coach Charles. Um, uh, we met through uh the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Coach Charles running it over at uh University uh, uh Concordia Concordia University of Chicago. That's how we got connected the FCA. So we're gonna talk a little bit about faith. As y'all know, me and Keith don't shy away from our faith on here. We unapologetic. So of course we're gonna talk a little bit about you know faith and how uh how that relates to this. But y'all know how we always start this off, man. Keith, hey, real in. quick before you start, before before we lead you in, ain't y'all excited that you know in in, in a little under fifty days is is, is a it's a special holiday? Say what? Forty four days, right? Is yeah, it forty four? Yeah, it's the it's the it's the day of the first Michigan football game. Go blue! All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Y'all know how we start out, so let's go ahead and do this. Go ahead and do this now. It's time for Kev. G's top five, five, five. Thanks, Get it? Boy, all that extra you add on to the end, man. Just do the five and keep it moving, man. Here we go. So, here we go. <laughs> today, we're gonna go with since we got we're talking about, a little about football today, we're gonna do top five wide receivers of all time. Top five wide receivers. Since Coach Charles, Coach Watkins right. was a well, as a wide receiver coach, play wide receiver. We're gonna do something a little in this in this wheelhouse, man. Keep play defense. We know a little bit about offense, though. So let's go. Top five. We do guess. Re- <laughs> <laughs> Top five wide receivers of all time. Who wanna go first? Though I can go first if y'all want me to. Hey, set the tempo. Come on. Let me set the tempo. I'm tell y'all right now. I got. A, I got a a warning. Well, not, not a warning. What they call it? An aster or whatever they want to call it. My top, my top one Some of y'all ain't gonna really like it I don't really care It's my top one Here we go My number five Michael Irvin. Playmaker Playmaker is my number five man Playmaker was him versus Dion was something special to see It was something special Playmaker my number four This might not be on y'all list Marvin Harrison Sr. Marvin Harrison Sr. Ooh. That boy would- him and Peyton, that was something special. Marvin Harrison Sr. Then I'm going to go with number three. This might be a little blasphemy with him be that three, but I'm going to say it anyway. Randy Moss. Randy Moss is going to be my three. He's going to be my three. Two. <laughs> this is where it get hot, y'all. It's going to get hot right here. Number two, Jerry Rice. Jerry okay. Rice is my two. My number one receiver of all time. I don't explain to y'all why he's my number one compared to everybody else on my list. Terrell Owens is my number one. Terrell Owens is my number one. Here's why. Everybody else on my list had an A1 quarterback their entire career. Michael Irvin, um, Marvin Harrison. Well, Randy Moss really didn't. He was just a freak. But uh, Jerry Rice had Joe Montana and Steve Young. The only top-tier quarterback uh, T.O. really ever played with was Steve Young. You had Donovan McNabb, but Donovan McNabb wasn't no Steve Young. He wasn't no Peyton Manning. Oh, he's a pro bowler. <laughs> nah, he, he, he won them, oh, he's though. A, he, goes he, won, Hall of he won all right, the Fame. He, <laughs> he won them. He won them. He won them. T.O., everything Everything T.O. did, every game, everything he did, he did, he did on his own. T.O. did everything Somebody been partaking own. in that devil's lettuce. Free, a nature man. <laughs> That's my top five. I, I I'm like going like to it again. Michael like Irvin, list, Marvin you, you... Harris, Marvin Harris is senior. Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, to you Okay.
1: You left. You left. You left one guy name off the list. Mm. Yep, um, mine too. Got to yeah. be in top top five. So I will give you mine. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll start from the bottom too. Right. So this probably going to shock both of y'all. I already know. And and let me start by preference my number five and four could be interchangeable okay right Like you brought up marvin harrison senior man that's a good one but number five chad ochocinco i was i thought about chad. that boy was a problem thought about was chad. a problem nope. number four for me was t.o he was my number four i like t.o he was with my cowboys i like t.o um but number three three now, and this guy easily could have been number one, but he didn't have the longevity, is Megatron. That's mm. the guy you left off your list. Yep. No, I mean, you you left, I'm, I'm, I'm going
0: to let you finish your list, but I'm coming back to that one. I got to holler at y'all about that Megatron one. You off left off Megatron off Megatron, bro. I did and it then, on purpose. And then
1: number two number two is Randy Moss, and then number one is Jerry Rice. It's just those two, man, they're, that's why I said really three for me, four and five can be interchangeable, but Jerry Rice, what he did for a long time, he did play with some Hall of Famers. I definitely get that. But he was able to stay healthy, his training, his work ethic, his route running. He wasn't the fastest. He was like me. Um, and then Randy Moss was a freak of nature, just God-given talent. And uh, you saw when you gave him Tom Brady what he was able to do. Yeah.
0: Okay, I can't. Right, I- so I'm going to go Obviously, you're going to have Megatron on your list. We're going to come back to this Megatron thing. Oh, go ahead, well, well, let, well, let me get my two honorable mentions first. You had my I had two. And my two, and, and, and actually in the order I'm going to say them, uh, so bottom up, I'm going to go with Keyshawn John, And that's because I like I, was, I like Keyshawn. I'm going to go with Keyshawn. I, like Keyshawn. I like this, Keyshawn. I don't honorable mention, Kevin. It's because I like Keyshawn. I ain't, I, this ain't the stat. These guys like Keyshawn. And then Isaac Bruce. Those are my those are my Ooh. honorable mentions. Isaac Ooh. Bruce Keyshawn. All right. What? So honorable mentions. So let's go to number five. I'm gonna go with Marvin Harrison Senior. I got your boy on there, Marvin Harrison. Sr. You know, you know, I'm a Peyton Manning fan. So what them two was able to do together, I'm I'm I'm, I'm putting them. I'm always gonna put those two. To, yeah, put him and on and, that Mar- list. Her- and Marvin Harrison Junior. Be killing Michigan. So go ahead. You can. Tell oh, you. but he got. Don't, didn't he? did he? Didn't he lose? Oh yeah. Oh yes, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm gonna go with four. <laughs> Four, we got Megatron. Megatron's my number four. I, I don't know how you didn't have Megatron, Kev. you, you talk about longevity, but if you, if you see what he did in the amount of time he played in the league, man, oh, Megatron number four. Number three is T.O. And just black, this, this talk to you about like he didn't have no stellar quarter. Man, miss me with that, man. T.O. He was did. a beast, but he had, exactly. he had, he That's had, why he had a beast. He had, he had quarterbacks that can get him the ball. Come on, man. Let's let, come on. Uh, two and Lazy, like, I think we, uh, I think, um, me and Coach Charles got these got the same two, uh, for our number one and two, but we we flipped a little bit. Um, I got Jerry Rice at number two. Uh, and everybody know I'm a I'm a, I'm a Randy Moss fan. I put my boy Randy Moss and I play what I wanna as number one. <laughs> I, got, I got I put my boy Randy at number one, man. Play so, when he wants. So, so so let me, let me, I told y'all I got to go back to this Megatron one real quick. You know who I, and this this is a totally different position, but you know how I compare Megatron to Luke Keighley, the linebacker. He would have been the number one linebacker of all time if he would have played longer. Same thing with Megatron. If he would have played longer, yes, he's top five. He didn't play long enough, man. I don't care what he did in that spin. He didn't play long enough to be top five over even a Chad Ocho Cinco or, or somebody that played this long time and had these phenomenal careers. He didn't do enough. He is an honorable mention. He is not a top nah. five. He, not with, not with Ocho, him playing Ocho, so short. He is Bruce. not a top five. Ocho Cinco ain't, ain't over Isaac Bruce. Why y'all skipping Isaac, about Isaac Bruce? <laughs> Isaac, Isaac, Isaac Bruce is the softest receiver in the history of football.
1: The song, so, so check this out Isaac Bruce. He wasn't even number one on his team, exactly.
0: Oh, Yeah, exactly. Um, Isaac <laughs> Bruce will catch the ball. <laughs> hey, I want you to go look up Isaac Bruce stats and look how many yards he got after catch. That man will catch the ball and fall uh, right to the ground. Huh, 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 huh. Hey, but your, your Megatron is, I mean, yes, he didn't play longevity, I wise, yes, he
1: played long, honorable right. mention. Let me but say what that. he did next, man, with who was his quarterback too? Like there was no help. He man. was getting triple teams. Okay, the teams couldn't even stop the man.
0: So let me ask y'all this question: Is Barry Sanders the top running
1: back of all time? Yes, top five, top five. Is he the
0: top? You think he? He probably in the top five. He, he probably. You know who I, You yeah, know he, number, he might be he number top three. five. Top you know. Three. You know who I think the most slept on running back he is. Marshall Faulk. Yeah, Marshall Ooh, Falk the yes. most slept on running back. No, Marshall no. Falk, top five, top no. five. Who, man, you know lost who, your you, mind? You, you know who Ann my yard? You know who my? You know who my number one? And he's comparable to Megatron. Bo Jackson. Man, if you don't get off this man, hey, podcast over. Podcast <laughs> Bo, over. Jack, man, your number <laughs> one man. Podcast <laughs> over. Bo Jackson, <laughs> Bo, Bo Jackson. Jackson. Right. That man was something serious. All right, all right, all right, man. All right, man. Podcast that's over, a, man. Bo Jackson, your number that's one. A, that's a top five, y'all. To the number one receiver of all time. Y'all know when you do top five, only my list matter. So cool. To number <laughs> one <laughs> <all> receiver of <laughs> all time. We good. <laughs> All right, man. So right, man. Now good at least we, we probably had about three or four on each of our lists that were similar. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's true. Man, so let's get to our next section, man. You know, right at the top five, we do this this other segment that um becoming a favorite, but you know, it is what it is. Man, we're gonna do Dr. Davis' dad jokes. Dr. Davis' dad jokes, what you got for us, bro? What you got for us? All right, oh, man. All right, man. And Coach Charlie, if you ain't never seen a dad joke from the goal list, I got, I got to get Kevin to laugh, right? If Kevin left, he right. So, laughs, he owe me pushups. So, so let's get it. I got, I got three let's for you, Kevin. It. I got okay. three for you. Ready? Um, yep. this one, if they gonna go, they gonna get worse to better, okay? Because this first one, eh, yeah. it may not hit, but I think it's funny. All right, what's the difference between a well dressed man on a unicycle? And a poorly dressed man on a bicycle. I don't know. A well dressed man on a unicycle and a poor dressed man on a bicycle. Attire. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. <laughs> you got oh, it. Okay. You ready? Here go here go another <laughs> one. Um oh, man. Did you hear about the Mexican magician who no, could turn man, think- invisible on a count of three? On account he can turn invisible anytime on a count of three, right? So we went to the we went to the magic show, right? He said, Uno dos and disappeared. He vanished without a thrace. Hey, that's stupid hey, that's stupid man. All right, hey, and, I, and I'm going to end with this man I'm going to end with this here we go I'm, I'm going to end with this oh. why didn't the toilet paper cross the road the toilet paper it, 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 why didn't it end and cross the road I don't know why Key. because it was stuck in a crack <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man. Push right there. oh man! Hey, push right there. I'm
0: here all night. I'm here all night, man. I'm here all night. I got, got you laughing all three of them, man. man that, was a
1: that was some
0: good ones. <laughs> oh, man. These dad jokes, something else, man. These something else. Hey, man, I'm here all night, man. I'm here all night. Man, we know how y'all tell y'all, man. Reach out to us, man. Let us know how y'all feel about the dad jokes, man. If y'all like them. Should I have to do push ups for these jokes or not? Today, maybe. Last week was rough. Last week was real. Last time was wrong. But even if y'all and if, if y'all got some good dad jokes that you think can make it on Dr. Davis's dad joke, send them to me. They may get read on the podcast. Yeah. Remember the goal is to make KFG laugh. He laughed, we gotta do push-ups. So, so go ahead and send them to our send them to the Gmail. How many I got now? I got quite a bit now. About you know what, man? Yeah, man. That's dad jokes. That's the top five, man. Like y'all, like we said. Let us know what your top five is, if it's comparable to ours, or if you got somebody we didn't have on our list, I don't know who you have that's not on any of our lists, because after them, you got have Devontae Adams, but after that, it kind of tapers off quite a bit. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, man. What, what, Devontae Adams so, many, series, people above, what, what, there's so many people know. above him, man? By, by the time, fin- time, time, he he time he finished, I think he'll be in the top five. By the time he finished. He hop to be in the top five. That's what you're saying. No, Adams will be in the top five by the end of his career. Um, but, yeah, man, let's know what y'all are, man, and, and the dad jokes, man. But we're going to jump into this topic, though, man. That's the reason why we're here. So I kind of label this topic myself a little bit. Um, uh, college football, college sports, state is there a state of emergency? And uh, we want to talk a little mm. bit about um, the, the environment right now in college and in and NIL and some other things that, that's going on right now. And I can start out by saying that everybody knows where I stand on NIL. i L. I've been standing on this before they announced it. I feel the way I feel about it. I'll probably dive a little bit more into how I feel about it. But we want to have Coach Charles on here since he, he's in a he's at the um he's coaching at the college level. We we'll want to see his experiences and how how they relate to it. Not just NIL, but the dynamic and environment of college athletics in in, in, in its totality. Um just get a um uh, uh, eye view on what's really going on. We already did the intro, so let's get to this first question though. Um, since you're a coach, we'll just know. Want to ask you, Coach Watkins? Like, what was your motivation for getting to coaching? Like, what led you to coaching? Or uh, why do you coach? Um, what was that? Was that factor that allowed you to get into it and, and maneuver in this coaching arena?
1: Yeah. So for me, um, I didn't even want to coach or. That was something I grew up wanting to do. Uh, I know, I, you know, I had dreams, aspirations to uh, plan in the NFL. Um, so right after college, I, you know, had some tryouts and uh, did the CFL tryout and uh, talked to my agent, and we were like, "Let's do arena, and let's see where it goes." So I did arena for two years um, and and saw that no opportunities were coming. And the way the season works was it was January till June, so off season you had to find a job and uh one of my jobs is a substitute teacher and then um i got asked to be a youth coach back home in new jersey uh actually i was the second option um they 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 asked me to ask my pop warner coach and he turned it down and i was brave enough to say i'll take it so uh took an eighth grade team i think we had 13 guys at the first day of practice um everyone just thought it was just going to be uh just keep the kids out there but we end up going five and five in my first year and uh, we we lost in the first round of playoffs, so I think we exceeded expectations and just fell in love with it fell in love with uh, molding young men um, having that that chip on your shoulder when everyone doubts you uh, portion it and, and seeing other guys dreams come true is what I fell in love with um, and once uh, arena got done in Iowa I had the opportunity to coach at uh, Coke College and I think this is when I when I knew it was really for me because I didn't get to coach on offense at first. Uh, first opportunity was on defense, right? And I think you find out really quick if you love it when you're doing something that you're uh, mm-hmm. not really passionate mm-hmm. about. Yep. And uh, I, was, I was a sponge, took it all in, um, and just loved it. I, I've been thankful to have a lot of good coaches and mentors in this profession. And uh, I'm a sponge to this day. Continue want to learn and grow. Uh, but my main reason why I continue to do it is for the young men. I want to shape them. Uh, I want to reach them mentally, physically, spiritually, and, and you know help change their life, mold their life. Because when they leave our university, right, those four years or if it's three and a half or five, they're going to go out in the real world at some point and be somebody's father, somebody's husband. And I want to give them the tools to be successful in life, right? I'm all about teaching and having the tool belt. Mm-hmm. You never know what situation is going to come. And David Cutler used to always say, man, what are you going to do, right? And I'm 18 at the time, so I didn't know what the heck he was talking about. What are you going to do when your house burned down, your wife leaves you with the kids, right? And all he was just telling you about, that's just, that's adversity. That's life, right? A lot of stuff is going to happen, but are you going to fold up or are you going to find ways to make things happen for you and your family? So um, I take a lot of those. Like I talk about the four Fs, Faith, Family, Future, Football, and I still extend that in all our guys. And, you know, hopefully, when they become old and they get married or they have kids, I get an invitation to that. And that let me know that I was a good coach, right? I tell those guys, the trophies and all that really don't matter to me. It's going to collect dust. It's what I've done after when you leave this university that lets me know I had a good impact on you.
0: Yeah, and I don't know about you, but uh, when I first got in coaching, I don't know about Keith either, but that that aspect you're talking about of wanting to be there for the kid in all these areas, that wasn't my first thought, right? It was – we're going to win. We're going to win all these games. Yep. But then when you get into it and you meet these kids and you, you get personal with them and you connect to their lives, then you're like, man, it's deeper. It's deeper than just winning, man. It's Winning is just a byproduct of everything else you need to do for these, for these young men. So I don't know if you had that experience. That's part of like, it sounds like that's part of like your process going through starting coaching, but that's definitely how I was when I got into coaching. Yeah, I me mean, it, it it was for me it it was exactly the same. It was like, man, I'm about to, I'm about to go make the most elite linebacker, uh, get this make this most unstoppable defense. But then it became more than football, man. It became way more than football. and, and like you say, you t- you talk about that that structure and where you put football in that in that pyramid, and it's true. You start off with football at the top of that pyramid. And it once you get into 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 the true process of coaching and you really and it really ingrains itself in you, it became more about raising raising great young men, whether they're going to be NFL football players, they're going to be the next, um, the next, you know, bio biomechanic, you know, so bio engineer. So it, it's just, yeah, then that's what it turned into passion in the mind of just uh, help home uh, help growing the kids, and football was like you said it became a. Came a uh when it became a byproduct of helping them grow. Absolutely. So yeah, man, let's get into the thick of it, man. Let's get to so, why we're here. Yep. Go ahead, Keith. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, let's let's get to why we here. Uh, uh the state of college, the state of um uh, college football. Uh where do you think we're at and where do you think we're headed uh with everything you're seeing that's going on, um uh coach Watkins uh with 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 uh, college football in, at the NIL, uh, stuff happening outside um, kids' lives. What do you think the state is of college football?
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> I guess a little dive into that NIL. I'll uh, start off by saying I, I, I am a fan of it. Um, I wish it was around when I was playing, right? But I, I'll tell you, it's a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to get the NIL. And – I think a lot of people are getting confused with the collections and with or if it's NIL, right? There's um, a very few kids. I think Dion touched on it, that has the NIL deals. Um, but I'm glad that that is in place for a lot of guys. My one concern is how do you differentiate what player gets what? And that's the issue I think that we're running into right now is if I'm a starter, do I get this? If I'm a backup, do I get that? Um, what happens, you see a lot of kids now they're, uh, they want release from the NIL and from the NLI, um, is that because they're not getting their money? So that's the, the thing that we got to get better at. And I think you can model it after the NFL, right? Um, I think Ryan Day touched on that about just the model of, it's almost like free agency and then you're paying these kids and, um, how, how do you, do you cap it? Do you say this position and this, you get this, right? So I think that's a good uh, example that we can follow. And I don't, it will never be the NFL, but there's some things that they do really well that I think we can bring to our game.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with you on, um, I wish it was wrong when I played. Like, of course, everybody that played and didn't have to have it. Of course we wish they had, especially the way it's structured now, even though I hate the way it's structured now. Absolutely, but my thing is, and my biggest, one of my biggest issues with it is, well, two issues. What I think should happen is the first thing is I don't think if you're going to continue letting college sports be, it's no longer amateurism, right? It's no longer now we're paying. Can you call it amateur sports? Uh, not really, but I don't know if these kids, and this is my opinion, everybody knows how I feel about it. I don't know if these kids should be getting paid. I don't think a kid should get paid more than their position coach in college. That's just my opinion. You shouldn't be getting more than your position coach. Like, cause if I get if I'm getting a million dollars and you get paid thirty, why do I got to listen to you? Like, I'm like, I think that it creates a dynamic that 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 will can throw things off. But I also think with the transfer portal. I think there needs to be some regulation on the transfer portal. If you got the NIL, you got to regulate both that and the transfer portal because transfer portal is so wide open now. It's like it's so easy to get into it. So p- kids can if they want to, not not as not as easy as we think they can, but they can go to another school and it not says because NIL, but it can absolutely be because of NIL. So I think there needs to be regulation on both the NIL side as well as the transfer portal. If they can regulate both, I think you have something. And I always said this this is my thing. I think kid they, they should just did it per deal. Like, I think every kid should get the same amount on the team. That's just me. If you want to keep it amateurism, I think every kid should get the same amount. But I get I get why people don't feel that way. This is just my opinion. Yeah, and, and I
1: mean go ahead, coach. I'm gonna say what what I think what it was designed for was for kids to make money off their name, yeah. And it got away from that, right? You were supposed to be able to sign autographs and take pictures and give money. Now it's become something different. What I think when it wasn't designed for, right? Um, but to your other point about the coaches, so do you feel the same about NFL then too? Like those players may more in that position coach. Good no, point. but
0: this is but this is the difference. We're talking about a professional league. And amateurism it's two different levels right cuz this what do I say that NFL is a job it's a job yep college is not supposed to be a job it's not supposed to be unless they want to make it that's fine gotcha. whatever but it's not a job gotcha. NFL yeah. job
1: yeah what what I what I noticed though if if you go into this as a as a coach position coach and you know your craft the money don't matter. Like I don't if my players made 3 times, 4 times more than me, like I'm going to coach you like I know this thing better than than the Bible, right? I'm going to give you everything I got. I'm going to coach you up because I know these kids want to be coached. They want to be taught. They want to come to work every day. They can tell if you're lying to them or not because everything's at the fingertips for them right now. So, I think it it it, it for me it makes you a professional in your position because you know that if you don't do it and this kid makes more money than you, then you feel inferior and then that ain't going to go well. So it makes you become a better coach than, than anything.
0: So you, 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 you know, most of this stuff, when we talk about this, I'm going to take the educational route. Right. And I think I shared this on a previous podcast, maybe it was Jermaine's podcast. Um, what I believe and, and I, what I think is a great fix. Um, I, I think because I, I will talk, I just wanted my questions later about, about education and, and uh, education of our college students. But I think personally, if you are going to if you receive NIL money, I think if you forego your college scholarship. And I mean let me let me give you my explanation by that. Because if you're making a million millions, part of your college tuition, that part that can be for your college tuition, but on the flip side, that gives the school more scholarships to the gives them more scholarships to be able to pass off for the kids that wouldn't, wouldn't be able to accept that, that, that we can, that that can't afford college or, or that they can benefit from those scholarships. So I just think there has to be some regulation. So this like, it's for me, it's like you double dip and you get NIL and you get a, like, I just, I just think you, you can, you can use those scholars, those scholarships and in, in better and in, in, in other athletes who, who are giving their all every day at practice, doing what they're supposed to do, but are still getting student loans, are still having to pay out of pocket for school? And I just think, I think you create that balance. But um, one thing about um, the state of football, and I want to get y'all guys started on is it. NIL because we got think we're going to this. What season? This is season two of nil, two or three of nil, two. This would be three. I don't know, so here's the question me. I have. Here. Here's the question I have for y'all about about this. Is the is this whole new structure not only nil but the new playoff system, is it balancing the scales or just tipping it the other way? And I have my own thoughts uh, about it. Uh, I'm a, is it so? It, it was. It's kind of meant people looking at it as a as a kind of balancing the scales. Uh, I, I, I I beg I beg to differ a little bit. So what do y'all think? What you what 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 so type of state of football are you thinking it's creating?
1: To go back to your earlier point with the uh, the scholarship. So I guess how many kids you think are making a million dollars?
0: Oh, not all of them. Not all of them. Like very few making you, that much.
1: You know what I'm so that's where that's where I was like, not everyone's making a million dollars. So that's where I don't know if kids should be able to. Pay for tuition because not a lot of them are. I'll say on a team, you probably got five kids that probably got deals. Everybody else, or if they are getting something, this it, it may be six figures at best. Um, but so when you say scales, too, are you talking group of five, power five, or are you talking FCS? Like, what in what uh, what realm are you talking I'm I'm about the,
0: I'm thinking of power, I'm thinking about power five, right? So, so this is why look, the way I look at nil, and and when I think about this, of course, I'm in, I'm currently in Texas, so I think about, you know, kids are gonna kids who are able to get nil deals are gonna follow the money. So, is is it really giving? Because I I think about, a, a a lot of schools are starting to use the nil to their event, of course, using it to their advantage, right? Getting the best play, and so it's t- instead of being. The powerhouse has been well, still gonna be in SEC because the the main the ones with the most money just joined the, S- the SEC. So, but it doesn't help out a school, uh, a a state school who or not really state, but a school who who doesn't have that alumni power and that money to be a. And so, it's not really balancing the skills as far as what what caliber or what star player is going out. Some, most colleges are still not able to reach for those five stars because they can't offer that NIL deal that a Texas can offer, you know? Um, so I don't think it's creating a balance of skills. I think it's tipping it even more personally. Um, because kids, I mean, who wouldn't go where the, like, I'm not blaming the kids because who wouldn't go where the money at, right? Who, who, who wouldn't go? But I think the more, Money your boosters bring in, the more opportunities you have to get that to get that five star. It's not it's gonna it's gonna become less about football is what I'm worried about. It's become it's gonna become less about football and more about who can give me the best deal. Right? Because me personally, if I was if I was ever to if like if I was in school and I ever was to get a deal to University of Michigan, you couldn't pay me enough money to go to somewhere else. But now that that opportunity is there, a kid may think like, hey, man, you know, I was going to go to Mizzou, but uh, Ole Miss offering me this NIL deal. You know, so it, is it balancing the scales or is it tipping, it tipping it to those who are able to offer those things?
1: Yeah, I think, I think Nick Saban talked about that briefly, too, where he was like, he he didn't think it was good because it wasn't going to keep things balanced, right? Because essentially, quote unquote, the rich will stay rich, mm-hmm. right? The ones that can afford it, they are going to get better. So um, I think that that is going to happen. Like you said, the SEC they're going to be able to still get the best players. Um, what I mean, what we don't know, you know, what's going on is let's say that you know Texas and Oklahoma offer the same amount, right? Now, I think it gets back to the football. It gets back to the relationships. Like, it's a reason why Archie Manning went to Texas, right? Like, they they said he's not even going to touch his money until he becomes a starter, right? And he comes from money. I get that, too. But he knows working with uh, Sarkeesian that that guy don't work with a lot of quarterbacks that are in the league. He developed those guys, right? So, I think that's what's getting missed in this whole process is there's still great coaches out that are great developers, that can happen and um even though the money is great you don't want to lose value by going somewhere for the money where you can go somewhere and be developed and still get a nice nil deal
0: so for my opinion um i think i think has it balanced the skills yet no but i i believe that it's it it'll never balance the scale, right? But I think it's tilt. It's not. It's tilting a little bit, right? It's starting to not leveling out, but it's starting to tilt a little bit. And the reason why is because now, if it's it's a if it's a money grab, and not saying that it is, but if it becomes a money grab, now I can make a decision as an athlete, like we're like who's gonna who's gonna use my image and likeness or give me the opportunity to use my image and likeness the best to make. This nil money, right? So I can decide on a school based on that. I can, right? I, or I can just want to go to a school because of football. But I think a lot of kids are trying to balance both. And so, if you have a, let's say you let's let's do some D three schools. If you have a Concordia and an Amherst, even though they can't really give like scholarships, but you have those two schools and. and they both got good academics, football teams on the same level. But I can be in, right in the heart of the city of Chicago. I think I could use my image and like a little bit more in the city. And the value of NIL is a little bit greater than being out in the Amherst area, even though it's not far from Chicago. Then that might that might sway me to go to this other school. right? So the ability to tip the balance or to balance it out is there. And I think we'll start seeing it more and more tilt a little bit and I don't mean to the smaller schools but you'll see more of like the um the non power fives start to see a little bit moving more in their area people going to those schools you might see a little bit more movement in these other not as huge conferences um even though I think they're going to become obsolete soon because I think we're only going to have a power five in a whole country eventually in the next 10 years 20 years I think there will only be five conferences but um you'll start seeing some movement slightly, but not, nothing major. I don't think it's going to be like all of a sudden Mizzou is going to have the top recruiting class in the nation. I, I don't think you'll see that. I think it'll still be the SEC, some of those Alabamas, Georgias, Notre Dame, hopefully one day. Um, you'll see that um, a little bit, slight a little bit, but it's the the potential is there for it to to balance out. We'll just have to see over time, Yeah, especially if they – yeah. But if they regulate it, I think if they regulate it, though, I, I agree with you. You won't see any change. If they regulate it, you won't see much change at all. And you know, I, I was just just real quick. I uh, just want to jump. In. You know, well, you know, I think the uh, kids make y'all money, right? And I, you know, may, may, you know, if they they gonna pay you for your likeness, make your money. Just please, you know, just accept those rules so we can get our NCAA uh, football game. But <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's all I want. But you know, I also one of my worries, um, and my worries, my my worry is not, because um, I'm gonna be win or lose, I'm gonna be a Michigan fan. That, that that's that's never gonna change. And so whether the, the the scales are balanced or not, I'm gonna be a Michigan fan. But my wor- my biggest worry in all this is make your money. Is who's advising these young eighteen year olds. I'm worried about. The inner city black and brown kids who are getting deals and who's advising them? I think that I think that's a lot of money for an 18 year old or 19 year old to to to. Uh, and, and that's why I, I, if we if there's some like they're counseling around it, accounting around it, they 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 take some like accounting class. Like I just worry about who's advising or on the, on the, actually who's those that are not being advised at all. You know that that um that they're making good decisions. I think that's my only worry is uh, that the kids that don't have that, that, um, that, that mentorship and people in their lives to be able to make the decision on what to do with this money, that they have somebody at the school that is helping them navigate having this money that they've never seen before. So I, I say, get your money, but I just hope, I just worry about who's advising some of the kids who don't have that support. You know, I got a catch, of course, uh Watkins. Um on the same lines of NIL, but not really. Well, it's on the same lines as system. so you as a coach now, um, and we talk you talked earlier about how your your goal and your focus is to these kids mentally, spiritually, and, and and make sure they become better men. How do you navigate that now in this current environment? Like have you had any issues where it was it became it, it was difficult to do or have you still firm in who, who you are and what you believe and, and you've been able to navigate effectively with still teaching these kids life lessons and important to them in a certain way to where I'm just pretty much has it affected you and your style of reaching kids, reaching your athletes?
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So for me, it hasn't. Right. Uh, I think you touched on it was not wavering to what your core values are. Right, And I know in the recruiting process, we're going to find out everything about you, just like I want you to find everything about us, what we're about, what our program's about, what we're founded on. Um, And from there, you can get a sense of how that young man is. And I think there are young men out there that are lost, right, to Dr. Keith's point, where they need guidance, right? They need people to help them along the way. Uh, And I don't mind helping them, those young men out. But there are a lot of kids that are, hey, coach, how much money y'all giving out there? How much? And those are the kids we don't want to deal with. Um, We, you know, that's not that's not what we're about. We want to help you get an education. Right. And win championships. Right. You're going to meet your best friends here and you're going to win a lot of championships here. And that's what we let them know in the beginning of the process. So there is no confusion what we're about and what we want you to be about, and I think if you do that in the beginning of the relationship, and you know what kind of young man you bring into your program, then there there won't be any issues.
0: I love that. My what? kids go something. New. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, yeah. I love that answer. I, I love the answer because no matter how good my kid, I want them to understand that this isn't about what you. I want you to go build build like your yo your lifelong friends. I want like that. That's what college. I want them to have that experience. You know what I mean? Like that's a good ass. I got, I got to put it out but, there. Man. But, but, Appreciate but, that. But let me be a devil's advocate here, man, because absolutely, because, and, and I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I just, I'm, I'm always a devil's advocate on this podcast. That's I'm the evil twin, so I guess I gotta be. Um, <laughs> but like you heard Dion say, man, we looking for dogs, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of them mm-hmm. dogs that they're looking for are the ones that are probably asking Coach how much money y'all y'all giving out there. Like mm-hmm. how do how do you turn away a dog, uh, one of those one of these top tier athletes, if they ask about NIL, like or do you try to re I don't know, do you try to rephrase or do you try to I don't know, what do you do if so if the kid if a top like a let's say University of New Hampshire was to get a five star to be like Coach, I want to come there, man, but I need to know I mean, what y'all gonna do for me. Like, how do you turn? How do you turn away from that? Like, that's a that's a five star. Like, how do you be like? Eh.
1: Right. Yeah. So we'll 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 never break any rules. I'll be honest with you guys. That's not what I'm about. Um, we'll never break any rules, any of that. So I'm very transparent. I don't care if that kid's number one quarterback in the nation, if he's number one receiver in the nation. Where that's not what we're about, right? And I'm. I don't want to speak on nobody else. I just speak on what the program I'm at and where I'm, what I'm about. And that comes from just being grounded and knowing your core values and knowing that if you do everything the right way, right things will follow you. And uh, so we'll, we'll never uh, waver on our core values. And I think if you keep that at the forefront, that you, you're not tempted, right? I think that's just all temptations. And um, I'm big on, hey, I'd rather lose with uh, guys that want to do it the right way. Then guys are just looking for a, a quick solution.
0: Yeah, and I I mean, you know that's our way too, Kevin. We, we absolutely You know, right. we 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 play we play we play like we want the ones that want to be there. That wanna be there, yep. like, they're they're that wanting, wanna be there. they want to buy into the culture, that wanted to this is this is the way Urban Prep went about our the culture of our football team. Either you want to be a part of it or you don't. We're not making no 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 concessions for individuals. I mean, come and join the family. We sat. We we sat some of the best players. Like, if you ain't a part yeah. of this culture, you ain't buying in. You don't come here. That's fine. Sit and But watch. I think
1: that's what that's what championship teams are all about, though, right? Mm-hmm. You see the the Bill Belichick's for the world, right? Since I'm up here in New England, you see he he's able to win with what he got. Now, don't get me wrong, Tom Brady was a good uh, quarterback to have, but he was able to bring in Randy Moss, right? And you didn't have no problems for Randy Moss, right? Because he saw, hey, it's the Patriots way. And he brought in Royal Revis, and he, br- you know, just big name guys that bought into what they do. And those guys had tremendous success. And I know Royal Revis had success with the Jets, um, but that's just, you know, if you got the culture in place, the greatness want to come. They want to follow. Yeah. They want to win, and they leave out there better men. Yeah,
0: yeah. And they was t- man, wanted- they were taking pay cuts in New England. Yeah, <laughs> they were taking pay just- cuts to go play in that culture. So I just wanna say that my, my two coaches, are, I, I won't say I allies, my two favorite coaches are Bill Belichick because of that, and then Dabo Sweeney because of his the way he uh presents his face. So two
1: mm-hmm. of the greatest
0: coaches to me, Absolutely. those are that's how I could try to make myself like those two in one body. One day y'all be like me. <laughs> <laughs> Got the next question, Keith, do you wanna keep rolling? No, keep rolling, you can keep rolling. Uh, I know you want to get to the education question. That's why I'm trying to see if you want to, you want to get to that. Oh yeah. I, well, you know, I, I, I'll jump into education piece because like I said, it's always going to be a concern for me being an educator. Um, How do you, how you can speak and like, speak from your point of view of how you guys instill the importance of education on top of athletics, right? So we always hear about the student athlete and the student should be before the athlete. And sometimes that's not always the case. So how do you, how do you guys make sure that the students understand that there is life after football and how to be prepared for life after football through the educate, the free education that they are receiving?
1: Yeah. So I think you got to have programs in place, right? So we talk about life beyond the game, right? That's just one program where we can meet, uh, every Wednesday and we're talking to, it might be just the freshmen this Wednesday. Next time it's the upperclassmen and breaking them through like, Hey, this is what you should be doing at this point in time, right? Freshman year going into that summer to sophomore year, you should have an internship. Sophomore year you should be probably getting an internship too. Right. And now junior year, we're giving you the skills and how to negotiate right for when you get a, uh, when you were able to get that job, what it's going to look like. Cause nowadays you can work from home. Right. So there's so many tools that you have at your display that we want to teach you that you can use in the real world. So just uh, giving them the uh, being, give, just giving them the ability to be equipped with those, allow them to make uh, decisions right there in the real world. But I think, like you said, you know, a lot of people say student athletes, but what are you doing in place? I know mm-hmm. with us, mandatory study hall, even right now in the summertime, right, preparing them, giving them tutors if they need them. Um, sitting down with them, like I sit down with all my wide receivers right before class start, and we'll go over their syllabus one by one, right. And I want to know, hey, when is the test due? What's due that week, right? And we're going to recap every Friday. Hey, how'd you do this week? Okay, what's due next week? So that way they know it's very important to me. And I tell them, I I much rather have, and I might be crazy for this, but I stand on it, an academic All American than a true. All-American, right? Mm-hmm. Because that it's hard to do, to do both, both, right? But if you're able to get academic All-American, I guarantee you, you're going to be an All-American on the field, too, It follows. So uh, those are the little things that I do personally, um, and I want to meet with the, the, the counselors here, too, to see what they got in place. So that way the message is the same, right? They're not hearing one thing from me and one thing from them. I want to make sure everyone's aligned, and that way we're all sharing the same message to that young man, so that way we know we got his best interest at heart.
0: And so on the other side of that coin, so, you know, I, I play with a two sided uh, my, uh, my double, my coin is ac- uh, academics and then social emotional. And so we hear a lot lately about some of the mistakes student athletes are making out off the football field, right? For car crashes, the drinking, the how, how are you, how do you guys uh, support students to make sure they making that they have great character and integrity and are making the right decisions
1: off the field? Absolutely. I think it's being transparent and just having open conversations with the guys and telling them, right, that nothing good happens after 12 o'clock, right? And just telling them, you know that they are going to go out there, so always tell those guys when you you – one word I like to use those guys is is be thoughtful, right? Be thoughtful, because I know you're going to go out, but just be thoughtful. Just know, read the room. Don't put yourself in positions where bad things could happen, right? Um, But also – we're giving them daily reminders, right, um, while we're in a, if we in, in camp. And if something does happen, showing them, like, hey, this just happened, how could he have got himself out of the situation? So that way they know, like, okay, maybe I don't want to go out to the club on a Friday, right? So just giving them uh, those nuggets, I think, mm-hmm. help. But you can't just do it one time. Mm-hmm. You got to constantly do it and remind them because, like I said, those kids stay busy. They may not be thinking, but hopefully when that time comes, they can remember what Coach Watkins said, and they can get, you know, make the right decision, right? They can be thoughtful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it it is getting out, not even just at the college though, but even at the NFL level, you just hear some of the younger guys is making major mistakes, man, like betting and car crashes. Like, where is that person that is like tapping them? Like, even with John Moran basketball, like, Where's that person that's saying, "Hey, hey, young fella, like you got to do this better." Like, and it's good to have coaches like Coach Watkins, uh, to be that type of mentor and pour into them, make sure they're on a straight uh, level.
1: Uh, but with that, um, what? Hey, and... Go hey, you got you got, you got to let those guys know too that just because you make a mistake doesn't mean you're a failure. Mm-hmm. You're a bad yeah, exactly person, right. Like we're we're all gonna fall short. We're all gonna make mistakes, but it's all about how you respond and what do you do after. You make a mistake and that's what i always want to remind our guys like i'll never be upset with you, if you make a mistake is how can we learn from this mistake right how can we use this mistake to help us now in our future so that way we don't make this mistake and, and uh, i think that that goes along with the kid too because before i think kids were afraid to make mistakes or if they did make a mistake they didn't tell nobody they didn't reach out for help so they kept on making the same mistake and um i let them know nobody's perfect i'm not perfect uh, we're all going to make mistakes, but it's all about how do we rectify that mistake.
0: Absolutely. So with that, though, um, what advice do you have for kids that, that are going that, especially like whether they're transfers or freshmen that are going to colleges this, this fall or going to play sports this fall in college? Like, Do you have any advice for those kids that are, are making that transition?
1: Yeah. So advice on the field or just advice socially or anything. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I would say first in the in the in the field, right, is be a sponge. Take it all in and maximize your reps, right? If you're a transfer or a freshman, you're probably not gonna get that many reps. But those three to four reps that you'll get on each period, if those are great. They're going to add one. Then it's going double. The next thing you know, if you're giving everything you got, you probably went from three to two. Four is over. Before the second scrimmage, you fighting for the starting. But if you go in there, complain about your reps, go meet with the coaches, and don't find ways to get better, you're only hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to go to that next school, and it's going to repeat. Right? It's going to become repetitive. So I think if young kids go out there with the right mindset, knowing that, hey, a, I'm doing it for one reason, right? I'm doing it to please God, right? And no matter whatever else say, I know if I can uh, if I can sleep at night, knowing I gave it my all, then that's what truly matters, right? Regardless from third or second string, I think that's the right mindset to go. And then I think socially, I think kids they're, they're gonna be in college. I think you just gotta select the right friends that's gonna push you, right? Eric Thomas talked about. Are you hanging around the 5% or the 5% or are you hanging around 10s, right? The 5s are going to always tell you, yeah, 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 you're right. But the 10s are going to motivate you. They're going to challenge you to think differently. They're going to challenge you to always do the right thing. So just making sure you're coming around the right group of guys uh, when you get there. And I think that's going to help solidify your next however many years you got left.
0: Nice. yeah, man. The final question I have really is, um, so like I said earlier, I met you through FCA, uh, fellowship of Christian athletes. And, um, so I just want to talk about how, how your faith plays a role in what you do and how are you giving opportunities to show that, display that faith. And are you, um, unapologetic about it? Like, like what's your process when it comes to letting your athletes and not just your athletes, but other coaches on the coaching staff or faculty members, people in the community know that you are grounded in God and that's, that's where everything comes from.
1: Absolutely, man. Thanks for asking that question, KFG. Um, and I appreciate our Bible studies too. You sure. know, we used to meet was every Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoy getting to know you through that and learn about your faith. Uh, but for me, uh, one true story that happened just the other day, and I'm very thankful for it was, uh, one of our defensive players, right? And we don't spend a lot of time with those guys um, as we as we do with our offensive guys. Um, he said, hey, coach, I love the Bible verses you, you post every day. Um, do you go to church here? And so now that gave me the platform now to share the word with him. Now we're able to have those conversations. So I would say it, I think it starts for most of my guys. They see uh, my platform. They see my social media and see that. Um, that I am a man of faith that is on there. And then one of the things that I was challenged to do now is uh, to have FCA come to University of New Hampshire. So I'm in the beginning process of that. I know they got high schools around here. So just trying to create uh, other opportunities to get guys that, uh, so that way I can meet them wherever they are in their faith. If it's at the beginning stage or they're uh, lukewarm right now, or if they're on fire for the Lord, I want to meet those guys, let them know that, hey, we got a platform here at the university of New Hampshire, uh, regardless of what your faith is, right? Just spend a couple uh, minutes or hours speaking in the word. I think that's an amazing opportunity that, uh, can, can happen here at university of New Hampshire. So, um, I'm excited about that. Uh, definitely going to lean on you, KFG for that. Uh, already reached out to Sam Cody too. So I'm very thankful. And I think that's what was God been doing for me. Cause right after I left to Chicago, I was able to connect with another FCA group in Minnesota. And between the two, I think I grew tremendously um, just as a spiritual leader. And I think that's something kind of always shied away from and I was uncomfortable with. But I feel like God right now is calling me like, hey, I brought you this far. I know you can lead these young men. So just walking out on faith, right, being comfortable, being uncomfortable um, is the message in there. And I'm like, God, I'm listening to you. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, what what I learned through uh through this process and keep probably the same way is that and we talk about this a lot in our podcast about loving people and your heart posture. All, like Amen. literally all you have to do is love somebody. Love somebody knowing that you love them and you care about them, that opens up the door for everything else. Like they wanna be mm-hmm. communicate with you and they wanna open up to you. But if you always come to somebody with this The stern is like, Keith. know, when I first started coaching, I was, I was stern, right? (laughs) That that didn't work well. Right. But, but no, once kids know that man, Coach Davis loved me, man. Like I can open up to him, man. I can be emotional with him. I know he is man of God and I can talk to him about that. If if, if I want to go there, all you got to do is love him, man. That's it. Just show him that you care. It's, it's, It's literally that simple like people try to make it more difficult That's this, the secret this, literally, that's the secret like just love them just show them that you care i promise you these kids will open up to you every time every time
1: cuz they going to know why you they going to know why you like that they going to yeah. know coach why are you so easy going why you got always got a smile on your face and i love those questions cuz now i'm like okay sit down let's talk
0: yeah
1: All right so now that's my opportunity to to share the word with them to share like man i wasn't always like this let me tell you how i got here right so now I'm able to, you know, preach them. But I was very uncomfortable with that at, 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 in the beginning, though. Right. Because, you you know, you're always afraid of being judged. And, you know, but I'm like, no, I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm on fire for the Lord. And uh, he's done so many things in my life that I got to give back. And I got to be uh, this person that he's calling me to be. And no more me. Right. I'm doing it for him. That's why I love when when he takes over. Right. When he takes over the spirit. And I'm like, Wow. Like I know it wasn't me in those moments. I'm like, I know it's not me. So I'm thankful for those opportunities. Absolutely. But you
0: know, and that also that can that can be your balance to NIL, Kev, too. is, is your heart posture, right? As a coach, as a staff, as a culture of your school. Um, kids coming in saying, Man, I love this I want to be a part of this culture. And I am getting NIL It's like how do and, and I think that's what new New Hampshire is kinda honing in on, um, is 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 that Here's our culture. You can come be a part of that. Let that be the foundation, and everything else. The NIL and all that's all that is on top. Like right. that. But that, mm-hmm. we want you here for this. this this, hey, this is this is what makes us who we are. And I think that's what Coach Saban was getting at. We want you to come to Alabama because this is out this our we have a culture of of growing and winning and supporting and and, and so that NIL stuff will come with it. If you if you if you can get that, but this is why we want you here. And so it that comes down to what type of heart where' where's your heart at when you're doing that recruiting, right? Is your heart is to bring a young young man to help them develop and grow here and here and mm. on the field, the whole the whole person? Or is it we just you're expendable, your jersey, right? You're your jersey, your talented jersey, come in and so I I think I think that that's your balance to NIL. That's your balance is how are you selling? How are you selling the culture and the the culture of your your university to where kids like? That's
1: where I want to go. Hey Doc, I need to hire you, man. You got to be our spokesperson, Doc. <laughs> you got me ready to go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, but Appreciate it, you. it, but I hate to say this though, and I hundred percent agree with you, with your guys a thousand percent, and that's how it should be, and that's how everything should be. I know we're finna end this, but you know how hard that is to do when you have yeah, boosters yeah. and administration and yeah. everybody like. Yeah. We need to win. Yeah. We need to get this do like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, for the coaches that it. do think that way, it's 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 hard, man. It's just it's a hard task. Wish all coaches thought that way, but you you compete against more than just you can compete for your job. Like if you don't do well, you lose your job. So, mm-hmm. but but if but if you're like yeah. but if you're coach that pure heart and and you believe in what you stand for and your faith is on on the line and you believe this, it's just a job, man. As long as these kids are doing great in their life and they they doing all right. It's a job, man. And that, and,
1: and that exactly was exactly what's going to be my point to you, Kev, was that if you know, if I'm a head coach and I know that I led this program the right way and we done everything the right way and we don't win, right, and I get fired, I can sleep at night. Yeah. It's the opposite of when I'm not true to who I am and yeah. we have some success. And then now I'm like, man, now it's going to get worse. And then that's when all the stuff happens right away, right? That's when you think you're on top. That's when God reveals everything to you. And I think that's the worst. But if you do everything the right way and you get fired, God's using that to to get you somewhere greater, to get to another spot that's going to appreciate you. And eventually it's going to turn out. I think you brought up Dabo. I think he he showed that right that great run that he had. I think Clips is gonna be back. I think they had some new staff turnover changes happens, but I know that guy is doing it the right way
0: yeah, and yeah you, you live by my say I live by a say my saying like when I do even in the educational world i when I make a decision that i that I know' is the best best interest of kids, I say the worst they can do is fire me. It's the worst you can do if I'm doing the right thing by kids and making sure they're going to grow and become. Except exceptional individuals and have the academic and the social emotion developed to become a great, the worst you can do is fire me. <laughs> the worst you can do. So, and I, I just wanna, but like I just you make, said, Kev, a lot of people don't think that way. Yeah, I just want to <laughs> make my final statement and say, saving a soul is way more important than winning a championship. Amen. I
1: mean,
0: mm-hmm. it's, it's that simple. Saving a soul is way more important. Make sure that those kids are stand-up guys, women. Yep, way more important to win the championship. Now we like to win championships, but Yeah, we like to win. But you know. all right, man, Coach Watkins, thank you for being on here, man. Appreciate it's some good stuff right here, people. Some good stuff here. Uh, so it's, it's not. I know we talked a lot about football, but man, it's a lot of life stuff in what we talked about today, mm-hmm. man. Um, hopefully y'all get something out of it, and um. Y'all want to follow. Coach, what's your Twitter? Do people want to follow you on Twitter? What's your Twitter uh, handle?
1: Absolutely. So it's Coach Watkins UNH. So Coach Watkins UNH. But I appreciate you guys for having me on. Man, you guys are awesome. I love the love that you have for each other. It's, it's Man, it's, it's great to see. And, uh, man, next time, let me know. Next time we all want to do this or anything you want to talk about, I'm always here, Kev. You got my my number, man. So I appreciate you and everything you guys are doing. Um blessings to you guys.
0: Appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah, we definitely gonna go down that spiritual realm a little bit different, but we haven't really did done anything really spiritual yet. But I think eventually we wanna we might wanna yeah go down that realm. if we do we'll definitely think you'll bring you into that aspect of it. Anything for you, Doc? Nope, that's it. Man, y'all believe this, man. Come on, man. Hey. Week 0. Irish going to be in Ireland. Get, beat Navy. Beat Navy, baby. Week 0.
1: You going right.
0: to the game? I wish. <laughs> that ticket that ticket probably they sold they they sold that stadium out. They said they said it's literally going to be the largest group of Americans tra- tra- traveling to Ireland in history. Wow. to watch you know the Dame game, they done yes. wasted their money. They want, <laughs> hey, they 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 want they want to go see the national champions do their thing because that's what we are gonna be this year. You well, heard it hear first. Sightseeing. <laughs> 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 all right, man. This two views, man. Y'all know it is. Hit us up. We on all social medias. Email. Y'all want something? Let us know how you feel. TV's podcast, we out of here. Yeah. <laughs>